0: Good evening, my name is Michael Clark. i'm not afraid to give my name and we're here once again on a monday evening january twenty fifth two thousand and sixteen to talk about the only true impenetrable asset protection out there anywhere in the world and the reason is that that a lot of people may ask, Mike why is this um, what's, what's the difference between the, the Asset protection. My my attorney or my uh, tax professional would set up for me, and the corporation or LLC that you would you would set up. Well, the di- the big difference is that those, they only use statutory entities. They use corporations. They use LLCs. They use they use partnerships. They use all of these statutory things of which you are in control. You are the owner of the program they set up for you. If they set up an LLC out of the United States, you are the member. The member is the owner of the, of the LLC, i.e. the owner of the assets. So if the LLC is attacked, if you have a car accident or if the LLC is attacked directly, they can go after all of your personal assets as well as your, your business assets, your corporations, your LLCs. And it's the same in Canada with a Canada, Canada, Canadian corporation. If you form a Canadian corporation, you are the shareholder. The shareholder is the owner. Um, but but we, we reflect in both instances, U.S. and Canada, we reflect the ownership back to Trust One because it's a private contract. It is not a statutory trust. It is not a statutory corporation or anything like that. Okay, so that's the big difference is that you're dealing with, with a contract of which you are not the owner. Trust One is the owner versus a statutory entity of which you are the designated owner, and as a result, a judge in the U.S. or Canada can say um, you're the owner. Um, take the assets, sell them, and give them to the plaintiff. that just got a judgment against you. Okay, so we've got that. We've got that going on, and and we're talking about the green book. The green book is the starting point when you receive your actual um, hard copy documents. Okay, the green book is the the, it's actually activating and funding the specialized trust strategy. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to start back where we were, and it's with the teaching trust that comes, and it's as part, it's part of the green book. You can, if you have it, you can open to page five. That's where I'm going to start off with the teaching trust. And if you don't have it, just make, just make uh, notes with this here because you'll get a good overall idea. And if you're uh, you, um, you, uh, you planning on getting a trust, it'll give you a, kind of a step up on it because you'll have a good idea of what everything does. The teaching trust comes along with activating and funding the specialized trust strategy in the Green Book. Okay, It's the second half of the Green Book. The teaching trust, which is included with the STS documents, is a teaching and reference uh, document. It is basically identical to the Trust 1 document, but does not contain names, dates, etc. Each page and some paragraphs contain a brief explanation of the purpose of that particular page or paragraph. This is to give the trustees the the, the items printed in red. That's from me. And that gives the trustees and managers a better understanding of the purpose of that page or paragraph. The teaching trust is never to be copied or left in the presence of others without an active trustee or manager present, okay? Guys, I can't be... we we trust you, okay? These are proprietary documents, and we will go after anybody that gives them up to an attorney or whoever, a friend. Doesn't matter. Somebody tries to copy our documents. um, I won't spare anything to put a stop to it, okay? Okay. and we've had it happen twice. Both were attorneys. Uh, alternate address. The purpose of, or of privacy. We recommend that an alternative address is established for the STS entities. Not all of the entities anymore. We changed that. Um, your home address has been appointed as the office for the for the trust program for the STS program, specifically the trust. The office of the of trust one. Okay. And now the only thing we recommend that's different in the Green Book, and remember this, is that you set up a separate, um, if you're in Canada, you set up a separate address for Trust 2. Even if you're in the United States, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have pulled out, just Canada. In the U.S. or Canada, you want a P.O. box or a, a separate business address other than your home, which is the, will be the office for the, um, for the Trust and the LLC, even if you're in Canada, it's still the office for your LLC, but we want a separate ad, uh, address for Trust 2. It only has to be a P.O. box or a UPS box or a, a separate business address or something. And here's the reason for that. We do not want... This, the, the Trust 2 files the UCC lien, and we do not want that lien to be filed from the same address as the office. That would look kind of ridiculous. That means everything's under one roof there now we want to put a little bit of distance between trust 1 and trust 2 so that when it files the lien it's different it's got a different address than the address of trust 1 okay now we used to use our our and in the US you can you can use we'll use our 128 uh, southeast street crown point indiana unit 565 we'll use that in the US uh, so you really don't need to get a PO box or anything if you're in the US however because the trust is a, is now a Canadian domiciled entity, we don't want to use a a, uh, a, separa- uh, a a U.S. address. We'd like a Canadian address of some type for trust to it, uh, also, and it'll have the Canadian address for the corporation. We want to keep the program completely domiciled um, in in the um, in Canada. Okay, completely domiciled in Canada. Um, so. That's about the alternative address. Just if you're Canadian, you just need one in Canada somewhere. It's a cheap little PO box or a, a business. But I would keep it to where you've got control of it. You don't use a person, another person's address or their business. They may get mail there and it has no meaning to them, so they may trash it or, or just forget about it or something. And uh, it may be an important piece of mail. So get something. Uh, whatever you get, it's it's um, it's um, tax deductible. So. Um, just go from there. Um, miscellaneous, miscellaneous items. Let's go to funding the STS program now. That's on page six. Funding is the process by which the owner of certain assets transfers those assets to a new uh, new entity they have just created, such as Trust Corporation, Limited Liability Company, or Partnership. Okay. Um, within the specialized trust strategy, there are three entities that must be funded. Trust one. And the limited liability company and trust two with the equity, okay that's what gives it the ability and, and the authority to be able to file a lien. Funding trust one, the final duty of the creator is to transfer first of all, um, your assets are all tentatively, whether you're us or Canada, they're tentatively protected uh, uh, in a in a tentative contract. They are protected rather in a tentative contract. The instant we receive your application, why? Because that's your way of saying to our creator, yes, Mr. Creator, I do. We do want to. Uh, uh, we are going to accept your offer to transfer our assets in return for trust certificates. So by you sending in that application, it validates the fact that you are taking advantage and starting an STS program. So. Your program, your your assets are protected from that moment. Now you'll receive your documents, your your hard copy documents, via priority mail, um, in four to six weeks, unless there's a problem like we've had with the Canadian, changing the Canadian documents and getting everything in place now, which we have done, pretty much. The last phase of this is getting uh, getting everything set for Alberta corporations. We've got all the other ones with no problems. Okay, so. Um to do that to, to uh um, fund the, fund it, they're tentatively protect, they're protected by a tentative contract from the instant instant you send in your application. When you receive your documents then that this is an important part, guys. you can't put this off if the dates are too far behind you may we may get a court that would question that. You know, you say, hey, wait a minute, this was so important to you to set up a contract, trust, and get everything together, and you haven't signed the documents for a year or for six months or for three months. That's why we tell you this is very important. This will be the second most powerful document in your house. You might say, well, I've got a very successful corporation. Well, you can lose that very successful corporation instantly and without warning. And by instantly, I mean the moment you get an indictment or something, the moment somebody goes after your corporation for whatever reason, it won't be yours for much longer if it's if that indictment or that subpoena has some validity to it, including uh, just a regular lawsuit, a creditor or the c r a or the i r s okay they can come after you instantly and shut down your business if they want to so so this is your corporation isn't that it, isn't that um, important first, you got to get that corporation. Protected and my friends, I can't tell you how many over the last four or five years that we've been in Canada, and over the last eight to ten years we've been operating in the U.S. I can't tell you how many times people have come to me after the fact. They had talked to me, they had listened to the calls, etc., etc., and then they call and they never set up their program, and they've gotten very successful. I I can think right off the top of my head of probably a a dozen uh, very successful companies in both countries that. That procrastinated. They thought they were smart business owners. You're not smart if your business isn't protected. I'll tell you that right now. We've got some clients worth over a hundred million. They love the program. You're not very smart if you don't have this program. Well, I Mike, I just don't have the money. No, but you may have to have to come up with the money—fifteen, twenty-five, fifty thousand dollars—to hire an attorney rather than than a few thousand dollars to to protect everything you own. So anyway, the uh, the the, the The STS program will protect everything as soon as you get the assets placed into the program. Guys, that will take you uh, at the most. First thing you have to do is sign every page in in your Trust 1 document, in your Trust 2 document, and in the LLC document. Sign every page. That has your name printed below it, and you also after you sign your name right above the typed name, you put comma and you put you print in very legibly guys do don 't don 't be so proud of your sloppy signature. We get a believe me, I get a lot of those. My signature anybody can read. I made a point of that a long time ago to to okay if i 'm putting my name down i 'm proud of my name. Uh, I want everybody to know who I am i don 't want one of those sloppy But if you got one, no big deal, do it, but make sure that they know who you are that's signing this. So you put your name, comma, and then print very legibly, contractor, trustee, administrator, um, manager, print very legibly so everybody knows who you are. I don't care how sloppy your signature is, but make sure it's right above that. They'll know, they'll figure that out. So then, once you've done that and signed all of the documents, that takes you about an hour. If it's you and your spouse it takes about an hour. Um, okay, I'll get you I'll get you Clyde. I just happened to glance up and saw that. I'll get you uh Clyde stocks uh, that's who you mean, I think I'll get you his uh phone number. Okay. Um so anyway, it takes you about an hour to get everything signed, guys. Now that's ninety nine percent of it. Then you go to the schedules where you where you transfer your assets pictorially or written to the uh to the trust you 're moving everything, but if you don 't have any any valid um, um, anything valid that substantiates that you 've tra- transferred these assets, as I told people to transfer your assets, do it pictorially for about ninety nine percent of it. There may be a few items you have that you have to put down in written form, or you may have to put a written, to type in a written form. Uh, um, 1939 Steinway baby grand piano and an appraisal value. Okay, guys, this is your assets. Don't you don't have to do all this right at one time, but you got to get those pictures taken, and you've got to get that, and then you you move on, and it's all right there for you. You just uh, you use a digital camera with a date. You you take the pictures when the date is there or with the date on the picture, and um, and then you take that chip out or you put it on a uh, on a on a disc, if you want whatever you want to do, but keep a record of that. The only thing reason I said the chip for a digital camera is because if you put it on a CD or a DVD, you can't um, um, you can't add new to it later. Okay, but if you have it on a chip, you can. And then I would I would even go further to put that chip into a file. Download all the pictures you've got onto a computer file. Keep it with. Uh, Uh, one of those companies that protects all your files. We use, um, I just looked at it a minute ago. Anyway, we use Carbonite. We use Carbonite. Okay, so you've got a record that even if your computer burns, you've still got, and the hard drive is melted, you've still got a record through Carbonite or whoever you want to use. I'm not recommending them. That's who I've got, and I'm happy with them. I've had to go back from time to time. And um, so anyway, that's the funding process. Now, funding from the... From the trust one to the LLC, this puts all of your assets into a very, into a friendly business mode. We set up the LLC for you so that you do have, but understand the first LLC that's set up, it's strictly a holding LLC. You cannot run a business through LLC one. If you want a business, there's a different format for a business LLC. If you're in the States, you can use the business LLC. If you're in the in um, Canada you can set up a corporation and run the business out of the corporation and trust 1 will be the shareholder of that corporation owning everything in that business and to finalize everything after all of your assets have been transferred and the equity transferred to trust 2 all you protect everything with a UCC lien if you're in the US you want to file it i would i've got mine filed in Washington and at the local county um, where the assets are, my local county. Okay, um, if you're in Canada, you want to file. You can file a, a UCC one, which is the most powerful lien in the in the world. As of right now, I don't know where you can do that on on uh, um, online, but I do know that uh, we've got the address that you can fill out the form. It's a simple form. You never, never, never sign a UCC lien or put any. You put your name on as the uh, as the debtor, or you and your spouse, and your trust, um, trust two will be the lien filer. Okay, but you don't put any. You put the name of trust two up at the top. That's it. You don't put your name or my name or anybody's name on that. If you look right up at the very top, it says name of filer, and in parentheses right after that it says optional. Well, we take the optional, that nobody has to know who we are. Okay. Um let's see, and that's pretty much it as far as finding There's a little more to it, but read your green book. You should read through the green book it's only it's not very many pages. you should read through that uh, within the first week, so you've got a good idea of what's in there now we create the limited liability company and the and trust one transfers and everything, again, everything is put together for you. You just have to sign the various minute orders. The, the assets are all transferred to the LLC after it's been created, and we create it for you. So everything is done for you, but read the uh, read the, the green book when you get your documents right away. These are the instructions to get your program totally activated. You don't want to do something wrong, and then if it did come up in court, bingo, you're hurting so um, your real property, your personal property, your vehicles don't go in there because vehicles are a high liability item. And um, uh, we don't want anything with high liability on this in this trust program, okay? So um, the vehicles, we've got Schedule B3, which, which not only puts a lien from Trust 1 on your vehicles, and you just run it down, you fill it out and run it down to the DMV. If they've got a separate lien to put in that they want you to file for that, that's fine. You go ahead and do it. It's got my signature on it, and um, um, you just put on there, and you determine the amount of the lien on your various vehicles. You have to file one for each vehicle. Okay? Um, now I want to go over to the opening bank accounts, and this is probably uh, something that's, that's it's very important. Um, if you're opening the trust bank account, U.S. or Canada, it doesn't matter. You take the living trust document that comes with your program, the living trust document. You take that, you um, get it signed and notarized, or in Canada you can use a commissioner of oaths, or you can use an MB. You know, I was told MB, but then um, I I also also saw something that was MBB. Uh, i don't know the difference, so we've been putting m b but is it more proper for me to put m b b on um, um anything like that okay um, so let's see we do that we we you take the um you take the living trust document guys bankers, in my opinion, I would have never believed it, but now i I am totally under the belief that. Bankers are the most ignorant. Nah, that's maybe too tough. Bankers are—they—they they try to know everything. They don't have a clue about total asset protection. They don't have a clue, but yet they want you to want to tell you how to set up your your um, documents. Go along with them to the extent, but this, this, uh, even the, this was set up, and the, the Canadian, there's a separate one for Canada, and all of the Canadian banks are now accepting the latest form. We've had to make adjustments, but they're accepting the latest form of the living trust document. This document has been set up only, same name as your trust, it's a legitimate trust, but its only purpose is for the bankers. And if, they, uh, and if you want to know about living trust, a living trust is any trust that was created while you are alive. This trust was created while you are alive. For example, a, uh, um, a living trust in the normal statutory term is a trust that's set up while you're alive. However, if it's a statutory living trust, it is um, the moment you die, the moment a person dies, it becomes... Irrevocable. It's revocable up until that time, but then it becomes irrevocable. And up until that time, if you say, "Well, Mike, my assets are in a living trust," uh, I've got a trust. A living trust, a statutory living trust, has zero asset protection. Zero asset protection. I can sue you in a heartbeat. Case after case after, out there, my friends, where the judge—it's a living trust that's being sued. People have been sold that living trust on the. On the supposition that it's got it's protecting them and their assets. Nope, the judge will say revoke your trust, sell all of the assets, and um, and uh, place them in the uh, uh, give the give the benefit, give the um, the cash you receive to the person that just got the the, the judgment against you. Okay, has zero asset protection. So um, anyway, uh, let's see. We are opening the bank accounts, okay, that's all you need to take down there and if you can take the EIN not in Canada, in Canada, don't ever mention the LLC and don't ever mention the an uh, EIN number. Those both link back to the u s and a bank may have a problem with that, okay Once you've set up your trust, that trust is totally private. You don't have to inform anybody what you're doing. Um, if you want to inform them, well, yeah, I've got a Canadian corporation of which the trust is the uh, shareholder, the owner. And if anybody asks you about anything, just this last couple of weeks, I've had a number of people say, "Mike, when I told the when I told a banker or when I told the lawyer this or that about guys, you do not have the right to to tell a banker, especially a banker, or a lawyer or a tax professional anything." And I'm t- I'm saying the IRS and the CRA, you don't say anything about that trust. You do not have the legal authority to do that. Okay, just keep that in your mind. If anybody asks you anything about the trust, anything, you say, hey, I've I've signed an an oath of confidentiality, I can't say anything about it. Here is the have my name and my email address, MPG Protect, and give that to them. If you have any questions about the trust, uh, Michael Clark, you, here's the person you contact. Michael Clark at mpgprotect at AOL.com. Don't even give him my phone number. If it's a good banker, then I'll call them. And if it's a decent guy, he just has a few questions or something, that's fine. But you don't answer questions about the trust, especially, especially to an attorney or a, or a CRA or an IRS representative. Guys, see, the reason they get you talking is because they can... They're recording everything. They know everything about your tax situation. They don't have to ask you for more information, but they do because they want to catch you. And then when they get you in court, they'll say, well, wait a minute. You said this over here. And then and in, in, when I was talking to you on the phone, you said this. And they, too, contradict. They look for as much and any anything and as much of anything as they can get to where you contradict yourself to make you out a liar. Guys, that is their number one thing. And we have, uh, I have CID, um, Men with the, families with the IRS, three of them, they don't know each other. They're different parts of the country, but they've all three told me that same thing. That's why they want to talk to you. That's why they want to listen to you, and they'll listen again on the recording after you've hung up. Don't say, hey, any questions about the trust? I, I, I simply don't have the authority to say anything. The trustee is Michael Clark. Here is his email address. If they, and I haven't got any emails from any CRA or IRS agents yet. I'll tell you that. They don't want to get on the phone with me. And see, they, they understand. Here's a big piece of information that I learned in uh, Regina is that both the IRS and the CRA, they're both um, unsecured debt. Their claims against you are unsecured debt. That's why you can protect your equity because equity is defined as personal property. And you can protect any of your personal property through a UCC or an um uh, um, PPSA lien, and, and that's simple enough to do. And if you file the the UCC in Canada, if you file the UCC first, and then you file the PP after you get your confirmation number on the UCC lien, you file a PPSA, and, and you include the confirmation number in the PPSA lien. That's a, that's putting them putting it right in front of their nose that you have another you you've got the most powerful lien in the world. Protecting that property for the trust, or I'll let them know that you know. And um, so, when you file the liens, you put that in there, and you file it in the name of trust too. So, um, so that's and, and when you go in there with your with your living trust document, you just simply here's what you do, guys. Don't get don't elaborate. You're in a deposition. You know what you do at a deposition? Yes. No. Yes. No. You do not elaborate on anything. You don't say anything beyond the question they ask you. Um, the reason is they'll try and use something against you. If you start elaborating, well, here's here's why I did what I did. Perfect makes perfect sense. No, guys, they've got you. They've got you. When you when you're talking to a banker, I'd like to, Here's what you say. I'd like to open up a uh, a checking account for my living trust and hand them a copy a copy of the living trust document. Okay, so they've got a they've got a copy of that document in their files. We want them to have that copy because it says you are only an appointed manager. Okay? And um, uh, so, anyway, you, you hand them a copy of the Living Trust documents and say, here, I'd like to open, uh, open a, um, a checking account for my Living Trust. That's it. Shut up. Um, don't try to make a friend. Not this time, anyway. After you get your... Your your sole objective is to open the bank account. After you've got the bank account, hey, go in. Hey, how's your kids doing? I uh, see you got a new car, blah, blah, blah. Um, you still um, married to that ugly guy? now nah, whatever. You know, just become friends with them then. Become more at ease with them. Um, so, that's all you do. In Canada, you've got... Um, in Canada, you give, them, you give them the living trust document... Now, if they ask you about in in the U.S., they may ask you for an EIN. We will have that with your documents. In Canada, we don't do that anymore on Canadian living trusts. We send you the the, the um, we send you the um, um, form to apply for a trust number. However, you don't even have to do that. I've been told by tax authorities in Canada that, by the way, Deloitte was at the um, was at the Regina. Um, seminar. Uh, it was really nice. I learned, I learned several things from listening to those people. I also listened to a couple of things the, uh, through the attorney that was there, things that he's unaware of that you can protect in a non-statutory position. So, But anyway, the, um, and if the fellow that talked to me that was with the attorney there, I apologize, I don't remember your name, um is on the call tonight get in touch with me we were going to you wanted to get in touch and call and, and uh, one of us left before the other one and we didn't get a chance to to hook up so um and by the way i'm just ignoring i see you're typing things in which that's great i appreciate it and i'll get to them in just a little bit here but I, i'm i'm kind of ignoring them for the moment so that i can uh, concentrate on what i'm talking about and after we get the banks that's pretty much it the um if they ask you for a trust number you i mean when you get when you get our documents when you get your we're going to be sending out the um living trust document with right after we get your application in application and payment we're going to send you a we're going to email you what you need to open your bank account in u s or canada that's going to that's an automatic part of our program now but um they ask you for a trust number. You don't need it. You don't need it to open a trust one bank account in Canada. You just give them a copy of the living trust. And um, here's the reason why. Know it so that if they ask you, or when, when, if they try to ask you, well, why don't you have a trust number? It's because the trust number is actually gotten by the by the trust uh, your trust profe- excuse me your tax professional when he files taxes. The first time, if there is a tax, you know, if if there's no income, then there's obviously no tax. But when you file the first time, you can um, at that point, the the uh, tax professional is supposed to get the trust number. However, if it was me, I wouldn't wait. I would we've got the form very simple to fill out, fill it out. So what if it takes 30, 60 days? You don't need that number to open an account. And if you if they say you do, then a couple who I consider rather um, successful Canadian tax professionals, have told me wrong, okay? But um, um, they assured me that that, they're, that you really don't need it until they file taxes for the first time. Then they will get the uh, they'll obtain the trust number. But if it was me, the, the, the form is so easy, I would go ahead and get my number. Some people have got it back in a week, the number. Some people, it's taken them a little over 20 days, 22, 24 days to get the number back, so... Um, but anyway, that's opening the bank account for the, uh, for the trust. In, in Canada, you determine that the, the LLC account simply immediately, its purpose, the LLC, its purpose is to immediately provide a, a place that you can transfer um, assets from the trust into, a, into an entity that if you have to, in the U.S., you can open up an LLC account with no problem. In Canada, you can, too. We've got a lot of people with, that have opened up accounts for their LLC. However, if you don't have to, don't link it back to the U.S., okay? We're just, the trust is still domiciled to the U.S. But somebody may question you, um, well, why did you link it back with an LLC instead of a Canadian corporation? And you get yourself into a bit of a quagmire, okay? You don't need that, and the banker just, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So, with that, and we're also sending out now with all new programs the address um, for filing a UCC lien out of Washington. It costs thirty-one fifty. If you're in the U.S., I'm almost ins- I am insisting now that you also go down to your local county and file a um, file a UCC lien as well. Okay, file one at your local county. Um, because sometimes they don 't look international when they're when somebody 's looking up to and and you want them to find that lien from trust 2. you want them to know it 's there okay so um, so don't hesitate in the u s you need two liens you need the u c c lien out of washington you need the u c c lien county wise in Canada you need the u c c lien out of washington and we 're sending those out now with your document with documents and we're we're also um, sending a, uh, uh, we also want you to file a PPSA, okay? Now, there was, there was contradictions in whether or not you could protect the, the equity of your home with a UCC lien or a PPSA lien, uh, and yes, you can. I, I, I finally argued enough, and it said, well, wait a minute, it's equity. Equity is personal property. Why can't I protect that with a PPSA or a UCC? Well, against the CRA, it just won't stand. Well, now it will stand up because the CRA again. When I heard that, I got on the phone and started making calls. When I heard the fact that they are an unsecured, they the, what what they're saying you owe them is an unsecured debt. So, guys, don't it, it, you know? And I know I know you didn't learn about the STS until at, after. Maybe you got a situation with the CRA, and you need Ed Gilmore. You don't more than me for that and um, so anyway you want to but you want to put that equity schedule B1 schedule B1 in your trust documents you want to protect that with both the UCC and in Canada also the you'll reference the UCC so that but I would put equity I would put schedule B1 in the PPSA in addition to it being in your referencing it in your UCC lien so Guys, that is it. I hope that was meaningful to you and um um to, the next week we got a very good topic coming up that I and I wrote it down somewhere so I'll have to find it during the week here, but it was a very good I somebody said something and I said that's going to be a perfect topic for next week. So that's the end pretty much the end of that's the main parts of the green book. But guys, you've got to have your have everything done within the first week after you receive your documents. As a matter of fact, if I I've gotten to the point where we, we, I stress that so much, and I, and I know I answer question after question after question every week that the answers are in the green book. And if I see that anymore, I'm just going to delete the email, or I'm going to delete the phone call. Guys, if you have your programs, and if you don't have your program yet, I can't tell you about all the program because it's basically meaningless. I can answer some basic questions of how and why you're protected. Uh, guys, we've got clients out there that really have our, and really need their questions answered because they're in a in a real in a reality situation. So I'll, I'll be more than happy. But you don't, you haven't received the green book. Just understand, okay? People say, well, you know, I gotta know more about these things. You know what? When I went into business, I didn't have a clue as to what I was doing, and most of the business people I talked to, the same thing they jumped in when, you, when you're concerned, well, is the water cold or is the water hot? Jump in, and all of a sudden, your body temperature kind of meshes with the water. Do you notice that? Even if it's real cold out, the only thing cold ends when you have your head above the water, your body temperature will pretty much mesh with the water and until hypothermia sets in. But um, other than that, I will. I'll tell Clyde to call you, chap. Okay? And uh, I'll send him your phone number and everything. So anyway, other than that, You've got to get your program started. If you've got a business, really, I don't care how smart you think you are as a businessman. you're not smart. With what's going on this day and age, and one of the questions coming up on the emails was about how they're taking money out of accounts, but I don't know how to get it back. Guess what? Here's the answer to that great secret. You're probably not going to get it back. If you own it as a citizen, they can take it from you. You, if you don't start the STS program, I don't care if you're in the U.S. or Canada. Same thing in both places. Uh, you're going to be very surprised one day when you wake up and you want to do something, and you go into your bank account, and all of a sudden there's three thousand dollars gone, or seventeen thousand, or twenty-five thousand dollars gone. And you'll go into your banker, and you know what they'll say? They'll say, uh, "Bail in. Uh, the, the government took it for whatever reason." And they'll give you, they'll give you a. a dozen different reasons guys why even go through that you need to you need to then spend fifteen twenty five thousand dollars to get a, an attorney on retainer to try and fight for you and it'll be useless um, I know what I'm talking about so so if you if you if you hesitate to spend that that money and I know it's more in Canada now but guys as Ed, Ed Gilmore said in front of a couple of different seminars he said guys you won't ever find a program as protective as the STS program and you'll get an if you go to an attorney, he'll charge you anywhere from twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars to give you a statutory program that has basically ze- it has it has not basically it has zero protection. Okay? Some of them try to set up a series of corporations and trusts and this and that to try and throw people off the path. But with computers being what they are, uh, I know a couple of asset protectors, uh, asset investigators rather, and they've told me, my we can take a hundred somewhere where they put a hundred different." dips and dives and everything else, and uh, we'll have it figured out within 24 hours. We'll just get back to the main one, and then everything links together with SINs and Social Security numbers and all this other stuff. So, guys, if you are in business for yourself, or if you, just, you don't have to be in business, if you just have assets that you've been accumulating all your life and you don't want somebody just to take them away, you've got certain assets marked for certain kids and grandkids and nieces and nephews and friends, and maybe the church, and maybe the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, and Red, not Red Cross, but the Salvation Army or something. Guys, the government will take it in a heartbeat through IRS or CRA. All I'm saying, if you, if you, and that doesn't eliminate your debt. Remember, we, we protect your assets. You still have the debt. And as Deloitte also pointed out, I almost forgot this, one-third of, of all debts to the CRA are dropped. One-third are negotiated, and one third are paid. So why not get yourself in a position where they're going to say, "Wait a minute, this person doesn't have any money. Not only are all of their assets tied up, but their income sources are all tied up. They've got a private contract on that assignment of income. Don't let them take anything from you. We've got PFL just Mike. They're taking fifteen percent of my of my R R R S S P, the Social Security in Canada." and they're taking 15% of it. Well, guess what? We've got a couple clients where they're taking 100% of it. That is unconscionable, unconscionable. And now they've got to where they can, both countries, U.S. and Canada, I just read this the other day, that they're getting to where they'll automatically, for what your debt is to the IRS or the CRA, they're going to put a lien on the equity in your home. Wow. You're going to sit there and not start your program? You're going to let them put the lien on first, and then there's not a single thing I can do about it. Once they get that lien on there, guys, and it's right in front of you, it's an unsecured debt now, and you can secure that debt through a UCC and a PPSA lien, and they can't touch it then. You're not a citizen anymore. It's not a citizen that owns that equity. It's a trust. Okay? So with that, I'm going to start answering some of these questions we've got here. I hope today's call was meaningful to you. Um, let's see. Um Hello from Sunrise, I am Jeff Janis is from my hometown. That's great. Um, guest 16, Marcel. How are you, brother? How are you, Marcel? Um, uh, Michigan, Nate here. Hey, Nate, how are you? Uh, I want to get back to you, and I hope, I hope things are going better there. Uh, uh, guest 24, thanks for the email. Uh, Linda from Lethbridge, Alberta. Thank you, Linda. Okay, we're the Wealth Coaches, if someone sent me a message I had to log back... Oh, please resend. Oh, if if someone sent me a message I had to log back in, please resend. Please, people. I don't know what you mean. I apologize, James. Need people who fog a mirror. What? <laughs> Chappie. need people who fog a mirror. <laughs> You're not recording. Okay. Recording is on. Okay, Michael Clyde. I'll get Clyde's number to you tonight. Uh, We're gonna die. Guess 38. Banks will fail. Sun will set. You know what? You are obviously an atheist. You dumb nitwit. Women left the kitchen. Moon. Okay, I'm not gonna respond to you uh, anymore. You're obviously you obviously escaped. The only asset I have is my. Oh, how sick! How sick! You know, there's your there's your 10 seconds of fame. You ignorant. Excuse me, you ignorant creep. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have one of the asset investigators. By the way, they can. Um, they've told me that they can get on our calls. I've told them from time to time we have uh, ignorant people like that come on, and they said we can find out who they are. So I just may file charges. Save this and file charges against those bums. If the banker asks questions, might it be a good idea to have them list their questions? That would be a good question and say, hey, I'll take it to the, to the, uh, to the um, uh, trustee if you like. I'll take your questions, or if you like, I'll, have, uh, I'll get back to him and see if he can give you a call. What's your phone number? Uh, wealth Coaches, on older UCC filings, we have your old MPG address on 129th Street. Do all clients need to update that? Yes, all of them and none of the material that's been two years since we've had that address on any of our material, but you're right. Some of them have the older stuff, so if you would, get back to them. The, the new address, I believe, is at the, top of the, uh, uh, at the top of our flyer that goes out on Sundays, but that's a good point. I appreciate it, James, or Coral. I don't know who typed that. What do you do if a UCC or PPSC filing was done, but someone used the same address? It's, it's not going to hurt. Well, yeah, it will, because they'll send the confirmation to the old address. Uh, same address and and if it happens on that you know what we know about it now so let's make some changes if you have to file a new one and spend another $31 or whatever it is uh, it's better than having something come up to where they say the UCC lien is is no good so um, tell Clyde to call me I will do that no sound Guess 39 okay the wealth coaches when you send an attack response letter it's not an attack response anymore it's more of an information letter because we can't really attack them. I'm not an attorney. I have no legal right to, to do anything. But we, we used to call it an attack letter. It's, it's actually, that actually meant when when the client was attacked. If you, it's now, it's a, you you said it right, attack response letter. Can you confirm with the client as a matter of policy? Now we're going to. I've had too many people there that I put in that position to do those letters, and they would come to me if, they, if there was anything custom that had to be put in it and find out that they have all been sent. We've got, but they never kept the record. Now I now I wait and I just like I sent um, the one to uh, Saskatchewan the other day, and he got uh, he got the fax receipt that said that it, and, he, and the, the fax number of the, the the law firm and he and it said uh, that the, it sent successfully and it was received successfully. So we keep that because just like that one client, Jane, I know you've got three. I've got to get to and We'll get to them this week. But um, like that one client that uh, or, or in that one situation um, where they said, well, we never received any letter. I've had that happen, and I've had it later come back and, and inadvertently mentioned to me that, well, when I got your first letter, I, I didn't know what that was. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. You told me you never received it. They lie, they lie, they lie. So anyway, on the new Canadian corp filing, it does not show who the shareholder is. How do we prove, how do we prove that Trust One is the 100% shareholder and not the contractor? Um, well, not the contractor. The contractor would be Trust One. But anyway, when I asked them that, it's really surprising me. they said you just put it in a minute order. So we have a minute order now, I, I just prepared it, that will be going out and you, they can put it right in with their tr- uh, Canadian corporation. Documents that says that um, that uh, it's it's as per the uh, as per the trust that we have uh, or as per the corporation that we have made the name of the first trust the one hundred percent shareholder of the shares for and then the name of the corporate the numbered corporation. It's all it takes. I, I asked I, I ask the person a second time. I said, Are you kidding me? That's all you have to do to prove, to, to prove, now, when you file your taxes the first time, then they will also ask who is the shareholder and you'll put it down there as well, but initially, that's all you have to do, and that stunned me, and was, I was glad to hear it, I mean, it's very simple to do, um, is that shown on the registration form, but not the documents sent to the client? Um, nope, nope, when you first start until your taxes are filed the first time, you simply do it with a minute order. And I would have the minute order notarized, or commissioner of oath, or an MB. Um, can somebody from Canada, before we're done, can you men- Can you just type in, what's the difference between an M, uh, no MP, an M- member of Parliament, or an MPP? I don't know what the second P would be for, or did they just mistype it? Okay. Um, no, that's what it is, James. You just type in a minute order, and we we're going to have a pre pre-prepared minute order that we'll send to you, email to you, you print it out and put it in with your corporate documents. It'll be your first minute order. It'll actually be the first minute order. And it'll be minute order number one. And it, you just state that that um, the name of the trust owns one. The, the shares of this corporation have been transferred. And 100% of the shares owned by this corporation have been transferred to. And then you put the name of the tr- of your trust one in there. And get it so it's, so it's got a date and a and a notary or commissioner of oaths or something there to pr- to prove the time it was done. It appears on the renewal form for the for the numbers corp where you put in the shareholder trust one. Uh, it appears on the renewal form for the numbers corp for the numbered corp where you put in the shareholder of trust one. Yeah, whatever it, yeah, but that's what I was told. And the Hilde, Alberta, Alberta, Hilde, Alberta Registry um, accepts the minute order and give a read receipt. Oh, okay, well, that's good. So I'll get that put together for you. So in Alberta, when you go down to file for your, you go down to file for your uh, corporation, you can do that we want to ensure that the registry does not connect the client as the shareholder. No, it won't. You put in who the, who the shareholder is going to be and uh, even even if they did, the um, which they shouldn't, not if you do it right, but even if they did you just quickly fill out another minute order, fax it or take it down to the registrar's office and, and do it. The annual, annual filing may show the client um, That shouldn't, not if you, just like Hildy said, you take the minute order down there and they accept that. Um, So, and and, um, believe me, I think you're going to find out in Canada, as I have in the U.S., with bankers and other government officials and things like that. It's not going to be us. Once we get it down pat, it's not going to be us that's making the mistake. It'll be, I'm very um, good, Hildy. Yeah, so there you go, James. Hildy uh, confirmed it. So. Anyway, uh, Alice Jean, MPP is Member of Provincial Parliament. Okay, versus MP, which is just Member of Parliament. Maybe that's that's the National Parliament, the Federal. Okay, MPP, Member of Provincial Parliament. Thank you so much, Alice Jean. Uh, Again, what is a MPG address? Um, The MPG address is, and write this down, Take your time, if you don't have it, write it down. It is one two eight south, just an S one two eight South East Street. One two eight S East Street Crown Point, two words, C R O W N P O I N T Crown Point, Indiana, I N four six. Three zero eight. Okay. Let's see, Timo. I don't know why my phone connection cut out. I'll have to listen to the playback. Good. When are you expecting to hold another seminar in Calgary or somewhere in Alberta? Um, looking for Calgary and Edmonton, or maybe even um, Red Deer in Edmonton. Not positive which yet. In um, first of March, somewhere right around there. If not February, the end of February. Um, anyway, I don't know what that means, James, not in our court. But anyway, yeah, that's when we're going to have another one there. Yeah, only Trust 1 is the shareholder, not Trust 2. Correct. Guess 15. Only Trust 1 will be the shareholder. Not Trust 2 is there for one reason. Here's, let me give you this definition. We've got new people on the call. Trust One has two purposes. One, to take ownership of all of your property, legally, lawfully, contractually, and irrevocably, take it out of your name and put it in the name of the trust. Okay, Trust One. Then it, put, it also puts you in control as the uh, trustee, appointed trustee. Okay, not, not an owner trustee, an appointed trustee. And Trust 2's purpose is to protect everything because it owns the equity and it protect, you protect equity, just like your mortgage company does it, with a lien. Okay, so it files the UCC and or the PPSA lien on the property. MPP is really called an MLA in the provinces, member of legislative assembly. Okay, I've never seen that before, but if that's the case, that's the case. So, get whoever you can, whichever one does it for free. And uh, almost everybody now is having them going to an MP or an MPP or now an MLA or a Commissioner of and, and they charge five bucks or they don't charge anything. So, uh, it, it appears that these guys are, are, are doing a good job up there. Okay? Now, I've got some email questions that I have to ask, so I'm going to pull away from this for a, a minute and, and answer the email questions. We've lost so much money in the last five years buying and getting ready for this big event, meaning the RV. We invested money in things that never happened. Yep, and you're right, in, the, in with millions of other Americans that do that. And uh, I, I tried to tell people, guys, come on now, be rational. But, but greed seems to set in all of us, and I've done the same thing. I want you to know that I've done the same thing. I invested in a couple of things that I shouldn't have, and then I kind of learned my lesson pretty quick. So now we are in a big mess. And you know what they really got you with? Well, if you only pay however much it was, you can buy a, a thousand uh, dollars worth of dinar for only ninety dollars a month or whatever. And people massed to that. People spent money they should have. They didn't even have to spend. And um, uh, and and it's a it's a hard lesson now. Now they're they're seeing it. Hey, I owe this money, or I'm going to lose all everything I've spent on it right away, guys. <clears throat> that's the biggest scam around now. Not just an R. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Will 100% interest a month? Yeah, get real. Come on. I don't know one person. I I, I connect. I <clears throat> I was blessed to have been in a couple real um, high yield investments, and uh, through some. I mean, it cost $10 million to get in. I I didn't have the $10 minute million, but I had friends that did, so they let me piggyback, and I did very well on them. But these other things, nah. Um, do I believe the dinar will happen? Yes, I do. But but I didn't throw all my money into it, I'll tell you that. Um, all of these things you told us be taken off like all kinds. Oh, so now we're in a big mess. All of the things you told us, could be taken off like all kinds of household expenses, traveling, buying a timeshare and repairs or purchases to your home or car and our tithe and offerings to our church, etc. cannot be taken off if you have no income coming in. I agree 100% and also I did not say that. I've said you can take off legitimate business expenses. You couldn't take off personal items. You can you can move per, you can transfer some personal items onto the uh, into the into a business situation. But um, if your if your home is protected, yeah, you can you can take off the, some of the repairs and stuff like that. But um, buying a timeshare, you have you can do that, but you have to buy it through the through the trust. Now, just because the because the uh, um, just because the RV didn't happen and and you per- you did you did the wisest thing you could have done through all this you purchase an STS program to protect what you've got now it's in place and it's just sitting there if you can't afford the um, the the renewal right now we'll help you for a little bit but but then when you when you get some money you can you can send it to us but uh, I missed something from you or Bill I have told so many people about this trust and now I think the people who got in are confused. You know, if they would get on the Monday night phone calls, they would not be confused. I, we have so many people now that listen to the Monday night calls, and they know the program well. What they can and cannot do, what they have to do in certain situations, and and new ones. I, I, I talk to just I talk to just don't listen to me. Um, I can understand that, but don't you know because the RV hasn't happened, and it's it's. That's psychologically, that's the thing people like to do they 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 if something's not going right, they want to blame somebody else for it. it's not us um, your program is in place, and you and your husband are are great people you've got and and things are tough right now, but what you say all over the Bible? you learn through the tough times you've learned not to grab every because I could make anything. I could make cabbage sound like you're going to be a millionaire in three days, but obviously, and in reality, you wouldn't believe that, so, okay, so just um, sit tight, don't worry about it, you're, hey, things are tight right now, I've been there, I've done that, I've bankrupted in my life, it's a tough thing to go through when you're broke, okay, but you've got to do things for yourself, you've got to, first of all, get your mind in the right direction, okay, where I go to church, I want to give some money, but I don't think they will protect themselves, I don't, I know it's the Lord's, when I give it, but I want it safe, uh, and this is Verva. And, Verva, I've read your question now. And I want you to know that once you give it to them, it's theirs. You're not going to be able to protect it. Come on. Um, and and there is, they've got people in there just, just as smart as you, maybe a little smarter, maybe dumber. So just if you're going to give it to them, if you're going to give money to your kids, don't say, well, I want to be on that program too so that, so that I can help them. Why? you made all kinds of mistakes in your life, and so have I. Let them make their own mistakes, okay? So what if they go broke? You just don't give it to them that readily again, okay? Um, besides owning the paid-in equity in a house, can the trust also own the mortgage? No, the mortgage is owned by the mortgage company. The idea is to continue paying interest and in getting that tax deduction. Well, you, yeah, you can pay the mortgage if you pay off the, the bank or the mortgage company that has your original mortgage and you put on a new mortgage through the trust. You can do that. Or the LLC. Do an LLC just for mortgage. That you can do. Does the statement below mean that I do not need a corporation to put my house into? You can. Here's the statement. You can protect the equity of your house by filing, filling out Schedule B-1 Real Property Equity Transfer and, filling and filing that in the lien. You, can, you know what? That can protect the equity. Most legal authorities I've talked to don't even know that equity is an intangible personal property, which is why you can put it in a PPSA. PPSA will not accept real property. But by putting in just the equity, but you've got to set up a contract, um, which we do, Schedule B1, and uh, where you're transferring all of the equity to Trust 1. And... you can protect it that way. But I'll tell you what, you also want to, if at all, that'll give you protection. But You still may have a battle at some point. You may not. We haven't had anybody that has yet, so I shouldn't even get into it. That's the way to protect your equity. At first, Ed Gilmore didn't believe that, and I said, Ed, it's personal property. And then he, and even Lawrence, Lawrence got on his case about it. They went back and forth and back and forth, and Lawrence is probably the one that really convinced Ed that, hey, this is personal property. Um, so anyway, um, yes, you can protect the uh, the equity, and anybody that buys the house they 're going to have to satisfy that lien before they can purchase that house. Does the statement below mean that I do not need oh no so to protect your vehicle, you get a UCC lien against it no you don't it does not UCC does not protect the vehicle we have have the form on schedule B three now um, to protect a vehicle. If that's if you've got an older program and it doesn't have that, uh, then you can do that. And, and it goes directly to the DMV and they send, they take it and they send you back a new title with the, with the, um, um, with your Trust One as the lien holder and you put in the amount. You give them the amount that, that you, Trust One owes, you owe Trust One for that amount, okay? Um, and then you get a PPSA lien that references, nope, so that's what you do. You you look at Schedule B three. If you don't have vehicle lien on Schedule B three, send me an email and we will get to send you. I'll send you have them send you out the the new lien form right away. Therefore, why can you not do the same for your house? Instead of having to start a corporation, you can. You can protect Schedule B one. I didn't realize that Ed Gilmore had had agreed to that eventually. Last time I talked to him, then Lawrence told me in Regina that that they had it and and so I asked Ed the other day and Ed said yeah you can It's personal property you can protect the equity in that in that uh, that's yours to protect That's intangible personal property okay thanks for the instructive article on the subject of CPP we recently heard that the CRA will redirect payments at source of undisputed tax amounts and that in some cases taxpayers may be able to have these payments restored by writing a letter to the CRA and put forth arguments of necessity. Obviously, every situation would not entitle the taxpayer to have his or her CPP payments restored, and the odds are overwhelming they will not restore. Okay? Once they get their hands on your monies, guys, you've got to get in priority position more than anything else. You've got to get your life in priority position over anybody and everybody that not only would want. Or want to jump at an opportunity to take your assets, and they can do it if the assets are owned by you as a citizen. Get rid of citizen for at least your financial affairs. Get rid of it. Get it in a trust or an LLC or a corporation. Get that that are owned by the trust. Get rid of it. If you don't do that, you're just you're, you're a catastrophe waiting to happen. Okay, and I'm I'm telling you this for your benefit, not mine. If you don't start a trust, if you don't have one and you don't start one after listening to tonight's call, you don't start one within the next 24, 48 hours, shame on you. That's all I can say if you get attacked. And if you come to me later and, say, and I, I look at the dates and you say, well, hey, I, I listened to your calls but I just didn't get started or whatever, I'll look at the dates from now on because I, honestly, we've got so many, so many um, real people that need help those that procrastinate and they're their own worst enemies, guys, I hate to see it. I, I, I never feel better than when somebody says, Mike, they dropped the suit. Mike, they, they've, the CRA or IRS have stopped bugging me. Um, and, uh, guys, we've got a lot like that. We've got a lot like that, okay? I know it works. So if you don't help yourself, I can't help you then. okay? And um, that's it for the questions there. Um, let me see what we've got here. James, not in our room. Uh, where's that last one? Legislative Assembly, Michael. There is no update seminar info uh, regarding Waterloo. I'm waiting for the. He will. He just got us the uh, address. Just got me the address, so I will have that inputted quickly uh, on your main website. Where is where? It's supposed to be. Where are the details? Okay. <laughs> just just. Hi, Alice. Jean. just kidding around with you. Um, Hilde, we will have that on there in the next couple of days. In Calgary, all AMA have commissioner of oaths. Good, good to know. If you have a policy with them, all documents to be notarized are $16 in total, no page limit. How wonderful, how wonderful. Uh, yes, Trust One is correct typing Yes, 34. Let me see. I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. Yes, trust one is correct. Typing error. Uh, guess 32, renewal. What is that? Every year, there is a $385 renewal. It's not been changed in nine years. $385 renewal fee to keep all of the, keep the information coming to you, keeping everything up to date, keeping these Monday night calls going, um, all different kinds of things included in there. Okay? Um, It's also tax-deductible. The Wealth Coaches, for older UCC filing, Canadian client um, with LLC structure and which has the old MPG address, can we not use the Indiana address? Um, Yeah, you can, um, uh, let's see, UCC filing, if it's a UCC filing... um, And it's with the LLC structure. The LLC is U.S. anyway. I just wanted to think this through a second. Yeah, you can use the Indiana address on the LLC, but you don't let anybody in Canada, not your banker, your attorney, nobody. This is your private program, guys. Not yours, but it's a private program set up for your benefit. You don't tell anybody in Canada that you've got an LLC associated with this. There's no need for it. No need for it. They don't have to know, well, what assets is it holding or this or that. Is it still recommended for clients to, a, to send attackers your response letter template? What do they do when, when you are attacked? Yes, and you send one from MPG. That's correct. That's perfect, James. get me the copy of the letter so I've got all the information I need, and um, I've got somebody else that I am training right now and, uh, uh, to do that, and um, we'll go from there. So, let me see if there's anybody. Awesome, we'll do. You're, yeah, you're doing a great job, James. Thank you. Let's see. Okay, we got a couple phone calls. I'm going to click on a phone call here. Whoops, let me see who we got here. One, Chappie. Hey, Chapp. Chappie, you there? Whoops, you know what I did? I screwed that up. I screwed that up. Hmm, how do I get back out of it? Here, here I am. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, a,
1: a couple things. Uh, the reason I said something on the on the thing about uh, fog a you were talking about how you travel to Canada and around the United States doing these seminars, and somebody said, "What do you need?" And I and I, you know, jokingly said, "We need people to fog a You know, so that was my comment there. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I really wanted to stress, and, and you said it a couple of times, but it's the most important to me, is that when people are talking to an IRS or to a lawyer or something like this, they're going to try to trick you in you testifying, admitting on the record that you have a trust, that it is your trust. And that is the furthest thing you want to be from, because it is not your trust. You don't have a trust. You did business with it. You exchange your assets for certificates, but you know, and and so forth. So, if anybody has any questions about you know what you did with your assets in the past and so forth, this is when you give them Michael's uh, address and information for them to contact.
0: M- email or, address am i right email address
1: email address
0: yeah not my personal address
1: <laughs> no <laughs> no but your IRS you're,
0: guy's come to my house and say hey your client said
1: no but your sts address right that's right that's the address yeah.
0: and he he made that he made a point that i didn't really um elaborate on that that you don't own this you're only an appointed person. Great comment, chap. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and uh, and Clyde sent me his email. I mean, his phone phone number, so we don't have to worry about that.
0: And got it right in front of me here. I was just going to give it to you, but if he sent it oh, to you, I that's got. Fine. It. Thank you. Thank you, Clyde. I appreciate that, my friend. Okay, now I got to see if I can figure out how to get back to my. Uh, um, yeah, here we are. Get back there. Um, let's see uh guess 16 thanks for the great work Mike. well thank you it's my privilege and my honor to gosh it's been over 180 calls now and uh, they're all recorded as far as I know uh, my questions above seem compressed due to limited time spacing I understand uh, I know you talked about GLGI what about the global learning system tax shelter which was prior to I don't know what I don't know anything about that really I don't know if they've been what the, the status is on that, but I will tell you this, if you, if they're attacking you because of that program, there's only one way anywhere in the world for you to protect what you've got and protect what you're going to have, and you can still make an income then through the LLC or through the trust or through the Canadian corporation, and they can't come after it, guys, because it, it's, um, it's not being paid to you. It's being paid. Now, you can take a a minimal income, and if they want to come after part of that, then they, they do. But, but guys, there are so many advantages. Um, oh, another one on the phone waiting. Yes. Um, okay, Northwest. Hello, is this Verba?
2: It's me again. Okay. Um, the B3 for the vehicle, um, I don't owe anything on it.
0: Is that right? Okay, are the vehicles worth a decent amount of money? Yeah, probably a couple grand. Okay, then you can put one on. It doesn't cost you anything. You just take it down to the DMV, and that way, at least they can't take the vehicle. They probably wouldn't anyway. Even in a bankruptcy, you're allowed a vehicle and stuff. So, um, if they're a couple grand, it, it all depends on you. You know, to you don't have a have about a forty-three thousand dollar Mercedes? No,
2: I got a nineteen sixty-five. Ford pickup truck and uh, and a two thousand Mercury Sable.
0: Uh, Good for you. God, I had a sixty five Chevy uh, Dodge pickup truck. So, All right, and One here. more quick. Go ahead. Um,
2: I the the first part of the question you already answered, and then the bottom I said, could I open up account that she would sign on.
0: That who is she, who is she? Who would sign on?
2: She would be the uh, treasurer of the church.
0: Yeah. Um, no. you know, once you turn the money over to them, you can put some stipulations in there and uh, before you give them the check. But but pretty much you want to leave it. You know, if they've got board members and stuff... Um,
2: they cumulative... don't. It's just the, the
0: preacher okay.
2: and, and the secretary.
0: They, it's... Secretary and treasurer. Yeah, you can make those recommendations if you want. That'd be fine. You're going to, you can't put everybody on there as a signator. So, yeah, no, you can, it would
2: be just her. It would be just the treasurer or the pastor.
0: Okay, that's two. So it's not just her. It's the treasurer or the pastor. But yeah, you can make that stipulation in there, talk with them about it, say, hey, I'm willing to give you this money, but I don't want just anybody and everybody using it at random. I would like just, the, the, I would like the board to have to make an agreement on it, and then the only ones that can be signators would be the treasurer and possibly the treasurer and the pastor. Yep, but, you can do that.
2: But my object is protecting it from the thieves and the government.
0: Well, once it's in the once it's in the church there they, they've still got their tax obligations or, or whatever and unless they've got a foundation. But uh you know, I wouldn't the churches they they're gonna we don't, we, I don't deal with that, you know, what, what their tax situation is, and you've got to leave that to them so you don't get yourself in a trick bag. But, but um, and we all know about it, the situation, so I would just give it to them. They'll, they'll have their advisors take the money and put it to the best use they can, so. Okay, dear?
2: Yeah. There's
0: nothing For you can someday do Someday
2: you and I will talk privately.
0: Okay. We'll bring Chappie in with us, too.
2: No, okay. I don't
0: think he could handle it. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later.
2: Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay, let's see. What uh, what else do we have? You have another G L or G L S or G L G I, no difference when it comes to protecting assets. It's your assets. You're you're absolutely right. No difference. Doesn't matter who it is, what it is, it doesn't even have to have anything to do with taxes, guys. There's tons of lawsuits. Uh Litigation is out of control in the U.S. and many people in Canada have told me that the same things, um, same things are happening. Let's see. I have heard both answers to this. Do we have our social security number go into our LLC or into T1? Um, T1, that's Canadian. Um, You know, let me tell you guys, it doesn't. In my opinion, doesn't matter on your social security number or your SIN. Asset investigators can get these, and believe me, the CRA and the IRS have asset investigators. They they know what your your um, numbers are. If it asks for it, especially in Homeland Security in the U.S. now, we have to give it. You know, if a bank, excuse me, if a bank asks for that, you got to give it to them. I haven't received a call email for the last two weeks. Have you changed your process? Guess forty two. Is this? Um, Um, Kelly, I think it was, I think it was, no, well, anyway, see Ohio waiting, Ohio, okay, anyway, um, yeah, get, I think I got your email, and I think I put you back on today, Um, but send me your, send me your name and email address again, and I'll double check, okay, if it's the same person I'm thinking of, okay, we have Ohio on the line. Is this Nate? It is.
3: How are you, brother?
0: Good, brother. How you doing?
3: Oh, hanging in there. I uh, want to get right to the point and appreciate your taking time to talk to me for a second. Two things I just want to let everyone know that, one, in the event that a lot of people on the call may have online businesses, offline businesses, Facebook accounts, you name it, When something happens to that individual, uh, anybody that owns accounts that are online, offline business, those accounts now become, if they're not protected or they're not placed in a business environment, those accounts become null void up to subject to probate. So let's say somebody got into an online business and maybe it's very successful for them, hoping that it is and they signed up as an individual. Well guess what if something happens to that individual those funds residual monies and all that kind of stuff become null and void and the heir or whatever you it would happen lose have a potential of losing those monies because there may not be a beneficiary that person wasn't uh, uh involved in the business uh um maybe if if you understand what I'm getting at, basically yep. what happens is somebody dies or is incapacitated, coma, whatever the case may be, and they were getting checks from a company that they built, they will not receive any funds moving further, depending on the type of company. And again, like Facebook accounts, all those things. And the, the other part of that is, <laughs> excuse me, very important to understand that these things can happen suddenly and people do things without thinking anything's going to happen. So just wanted to throw that out there and let yes, people know why sure. it's so important that you, you think you're going down the road happy and, and gracious, but all that stuff that you do personally will not transfer automatically unless it goes through a court system. Sorry, sorry for being long on that.
0: Yep, and, and that's a, that's a great point, Nate. That that, uh, and we have a lot of people that they've got accounts out there and businesses. A lot of MLM people that have the program, but they they've got a lot more friends that are earning a decent living, and they don't, they're not aware at all. They just think life's going down the road until all of a sudden, bang! They get a summons, they get a subpoena, they get something, and all of a sudden their accounts are locked up. And you guys don't your your job isn't court cases. Mine is now. It happens so often, it's not even funny, and you never hear about it in the papers or anything else. Thanks. Good point, Nate. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, brother. Keep it. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, come to the end of another Monday night session, and it has, again, again been my privilege and my honor and my pleasure to talk with everybody, to answer your questions, and, and to hopefully get you straightened out on a, on a true and simple Um, uh, God bless each one of you, and and I hope that uh, everything goes well the rest of the week, and see you next Monday here, uh, same time, same station. Good night, Mom and Dad, and good night to all of you. I appreciate you coming on. Bye-bye.